Welcome to the Peacock and Gamble podcast. Attack, attack, attack! Peacock and Gamble podcast! Ah, my child! Oh my god, oh my god! Ray Peacock and Gamble podcast! What was that? So the, like a war. Why would we start a podcast with a war? Just say like a big exciting opening like Pearl Harbor. It wasn't at all. It was. It wasn't. It upset me. Did it? Brought back memories of the war for me that. Were you in the war? Yep. How old are you? 71. <laughs> That's a shock isn't it? I remember um, that we went to the war, <laughs> me and all my friends, because we got drafted into the soldiers. But well, you of course lied about your age didn't you? I To get into the war because yeah. I wanted to go and fight Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> And basically what happened was, is um, I had a job at the time yeah. as what they used to call a butcher's boy, <laughs> which basically meant um, the, the local butcher, yeah. I had to go and um, have sex with him. That was a popular job in the, the 40s, wasn't in it? In the 40s. That, and you say nowadays. You, yeah. Oh, not, you can't do that. Can't do that, nowadays, yeah. can't do that nowadays. But to be honest with you, he was happy. Yeah. Because he had like, a little boy to have sex with. You were getting a few tuppence here I was there. happy because I got tuppence here and there. And all... <laughs> All the mints I could scrape up. <laughs> Take it home, put it in the hot pot. Yeah, brilliant. So, Everyone was... The parents were happy because you were bringing home the meat. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't have even got on the news that in, that, in them days. No. Different, but anyway, different time. Yeah, no. But anyway, I, was, generation. I, I decided... I mean, even though I was only four, <laughs> I decided to go... I would be in the war. Yeah. But um, you lied about your age. I lied yeah. about my age so, and I said I was 16. Yeah, but you were four. I was actually four years old. <laughs> and I went off to the war and um, fought it. Yeah. We won. You won? Yeah. yeah. You I won it. Not single-handedly. Well, yeah. modesty prevents me from saying that it was me that won it, but <laughs> uh, admittedly, I was instrumental in burning down the rice dog. <laughs> <laughs> if that is a thing. Yeah, I think... I th- well, it's not anymore. You burnt it down I when burnt, you were four. I burnt it down, mate. Do you know what? Yeah. Here's a little history secret that you might not know. Right. I didn't even burn it down on purpose. <laughs> I was having a little cheeky cigarette out the back. Yeah. Because I wasn't meant to be smoking because I was only four. Yeah. <laughs> and I was having, we used to call them um, a woodbine. A woodbine, yeah, out the back of the Reichstag. Yeah, I used to have them out the back of the Reichstag. <laughs> I used to have By them, the bikes, out the back had, of the Reichstag. In my shirt, my army shirt, yeah. I had a pocket on a sleeve. <laughs> right. And you don't, don't see that nowadays. No, you don't. But then it was commonplace. Yeah. To have a pocket on your sleeve. With your woodbines in. Yeah, on my right sleeve it was. On your right sleeve. I had them on both ones, I had them on right and left, but fortunately on the left hand side, yeah. when my mum had sewed on my arrows yeah. for being the captain, yeah. You're the captain. She, she'd only bloody well sewn the pocket together. And yeah. I, I didn't have the art to tell her because she was already upset about me going to Russia. And of course, it was people say cigarettes are bad for your health. Yeah. It was actually the cigarette box that the, the saved me- you. The metal tin. The bullet went in, didn't it? Yeah. And it hit the. Because if it had gone in your arm, it would have hit your heart and then yeah. you would have died. But yeah, luckily, you had your. My, yeah, my yeah, metal backing tin. Yeah. And um, I've still got that. Yeah. <laughs> still still lucky that. It's it's on the mantelpiece with the dent from the bullet yeah. in it. And I often wonder what would have happened if I hadn't, <laughs> if I hadn't have been if I hadn't have been shot in the cigarette tin in the arm whilst I was having a wood bite out the back of the rice dog, then we'd all be speaking German now. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Right, it's time for another Ray's breakdown update. What are you talking? We can't do that. I'm just. Uh, I want to reminisce a bit more about the war. Well, no, that's part of the thing I was going to say. What? 
I just decided we'll do a big bombastic opening to the podcast. Yeah. And you decided to invent memories about the war. I didn't invent them. All right. Well, you, They're you, in there somewhere. You've decided that you were in the war, which is worse. Lots of people are eccentric. <laughs> so I don't see why I should be criticised yeah, for Yeah, but there's a fine line between eccentricity and utter remedial madness. All right, which one is this, right? I went to a service station the other night. Yeah. Middle of the night, driving home. Yeah. About four in the morning, half four in the morning. Yeah. Stopped at the services because I wanted something sweet. I bought a Turkish Delight. That's fine. Right, no, wait. Went to the counter, uh-huh. gave the man the Turkish Delight, and yeah. he went, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> And I like, looked at him, and he went, Turkish Delight. <laughs> And I went, yeah. And he went, are you going to Turkey? <laughs> and I went, what? And he went, are you going to Turkey after you have eaten it? <laughs> and I went, no. And he went, Turkish delight. <laughs> now, is he mad or not? No, probably just a misunderstanding. Exactly, he's handling money. You should have tested him with some other things to see if he just did it with all of them. Yeah. Boost. Yeah. <laughs> are you are going you, on a rocket? Are you having a boost on a rocket after you have eaten it? <laughs> All right, what's what breakdown I've had? I've been actually relatively normally behaved this week, I think. No, uh, a couple of things. Well, one major thing and one little incidental thing that happened in your own house. Um, because I find that you're you're most broken down when you're just walking around your kitchen. I'm not broken. You are completely broken. Why? In your house, yep. you spend more time with your trousers around your ankles than you do with them up. I don't see why I should be. You judged. made me ballroom dance with you yesterday. <laughs> With your trousers down. I forgot. What was the song we were singing? And then a hero comes along. That was what we were singing. With the strength to carry yeah, We were singing that and doing a ballroom dance. Now, yeah. what is, now, what is wrong with us? Me and you, the two grown men doing that behind closed doors, <laughs> in the, you know, consensually in the privacy of our own home. See, it wasn't really consensually. I wasn't really happy about it because right. I was just trying to make my dinner. Yeah. And you grabbed me and made me ballroom dance That's with you. not fair. I didn't grab you at all. You were singing as your major dinner and I was in the office. Yeah, <laughs> and I heard you singing and came running through and joined in the song with your trousers around your ankles. That's because that said, "Run, on I down the hall." <laughs> I'd run down the hall, and when I sit at the computer, I often just I undo my belt. So that's not mad. And you joined in. That's, you did exactly every the same time as you me. run. Do your trousers come down? Pretty much. Yeah. I'd like to see you get do all the training for the marathon. <laughs> And then get to the get to the, be first on the fit on the start line, yeah. uh, and then start running. Trousers immediately fall down, you fall flat on your face, and everyone else just runs off. <laughs> right, I'll do that next year. I'll sponsor you. I'll do it for the Spastic Society. No, How about that? Scope now. I'll do it for the Scopes. Yeah, all right, there you yeah. go, do it for the scope. All right. Good, right, okay, well, that was one thing. In fact, that was another thing I thought of. There's still two more things. What? You autographed your own fridge. Right. I... In permanent marker. Right, I admit that. You wrote to the fridge, yep. best wishes, yep. Ray Peacock. Yeah, yep. I admit that. I so am... what happened in your head? I have been signing a few autographs this week. <laughs> and I think it's only right, if you are signing autographs, that you should practice it at home. <laughs> is what I think. And I also, I'd mistook the fridge for a whiteboard <laughs> I thought it would have the same thing as a whiteboard but what I forgot was <laughs> on a whiteboard you have special whiteboard pens yeah so you can wipe it off yeah not and permanent marker will stay on it yeah but I don't think there's anything it's, my, it's didn't, my fridge you didn't even write anything sort of pithy like to the fridge Stay cool. What? Best oh, wishes, Ray Peacock. Yeah, I'll maybe do the freezer with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll put chill, to, chill to the freezer. Ch- yeah, chill out. Yeah, I'll just I'll get something from Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be stuff in there that Arnold 
Schwarzenegger said, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Right, so you signed your fridge. Uh, this really, I mean, not really a breakdown, is it? It's just... Well, I'd like to hear from anyone else who's signed their fridge. I would as well, start a club. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we won't be able to hear from anyone else who signed their fridge because they don't have emails in mental hospitals. They do, actually. You can still access Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I read about that in the sun. Um, this next one's a little bit... This was in public. Um... <laughs> Uh, we went to see Nightmare on Elm Street last night. All right, I'm gonna, do you know what? I'm going to give you this one, because I don't know what I was doing. No, well, I know what you were doing, but I don't know why you were doing it. No, that, that, yeah, that's what I meant. I, was yeah. like, <laughs> I know that I didn't mean it to go on as long as it... I certainly didn't mean it to no. go on as long as it did. Well, we went to see Nightmare on Elm Street, by yeah. the way. Shit. It's not a great film. No, it was awful. Some people like it, and they're entitled to it. Some people don't, and they're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we arrived. Yeah. I sat down, popped myself down with a bag of popcorn. Yeah. You were sort of struggling to take your coat off because yeah. you had a big hot dog in, my hand, yeah. in your hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Most of my coats have got mustard on a sleeve. <laughs> that is true, you know. Yeah. That is true. You try and pull the hot dog through the, the, through that's the sleeve. That's true, I do do that. I do do that. <laughs> um, you were trying to get your coat off. At which point you realised you were facing the full cinema. Natural performer. Yeah. And Can't help it. I saw something go through your head and a little glint yeah. in your eye. Yeah. And then you started talking to the crowd as if you were the director of the film yeah. doing a special talk before the screening. Yeah. I said, thanks for coming, everybody. Um, my name's... I said Wes Anderson. <laughs> I think Wes Anderson is a director. Yeah, but I think you, Wes Craven you were getting mixed up with. Yeah, no, I knew. I know Wes Craven did Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. but I know that he didn't direct this one. Yeah. But I don't know who did direct this one. So Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson, yeah. I, I, I decided I'd be. You just uh, did a little talk. Um, yeah. For, I mean, I'd say three minutes. I wonder how many people thought that. I wonder if people went home and told their family what? that the director was there. I think most people will probably go, this bloke's just walked in holding a hot dog. There's no oh. lights on him. Oh! He doesn't even oh, have a seat. you're saying that... Director of a film can't eat an hot dog. Yeah, but you'd think he would get it out of the way before or after. You'd think he would, but maybe he wants to just portray himself as a bit casual. <laughs> maybe he wants to make sure that people think, hey, alright, I'm a director of a big film, I'm approachable, I eat an hot dog just like you, that's all I was doing. They'd probably think as well, um, oh, Wes Anderson didn't direct this. They, or, they won't know that. They or won't. I'll just check who directed it just to make sure that right. this strange looking bloke holding right. a hot dog. Well, t- t- them people in that audience that night know nothing mate because they were all thick right they were that's true I was sat next to Darth Vader yeah if you breathe like that (laughs) don't growl (laughs) I ran my mum the other day oh right and she was asking me about uh, a work thing that I'd done about how it had gone and I said oh it went very well and she went do you know what that is and I went what and she went yesterday I (laughs) saw a pin on the floor and I went right and she went and do you know what? I pick, I thought of that thing. See a pin, pick it up. <laughs> All day long, you'll have good luck. And I went, right. <laughs> and I went, well, first off, I'm pretty sure the saying is see a penny, pick it up. Yeah. Right, but it might be pin, it might have been in the olden days. Yeah. And second off... When they didn't off, have money. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and second off, I'm not having you thinking that you're the reason for any professional success that I'm having least of all I'm not having you putting it down to the fact you've picked a fucking pin up but of course the saying is you're right it's see a penny pick it up and then all day you will have good luck yeah. right? but the the other saying is um, see a pin pick it up yeah. tomorrow your son Ray will have good luck yeah yeah, yeah. And that's how Ray it goes. will do well in comedy yeah. <laughs> the famous saying she, she, 
she naturally thought she suddenly transferred her good luck for yeah. no reason. It's furious. <laughs> also, the other thing professionally that was happening, I, I did some warm-up for Graham Norton. What, just cuddling and that? Why, do you know what? Everyone that I've said, everyone that I've told yeah. that I was doing the warm-up for Graham Norton, yeah. literally everyone, and this is, I find this quite alarming. Right. Literally everyone, like, rolls their eyes and makes some sort of, oh. Yeah, of course they do. Anything to do with Graham Norton. Because Graham Norton's gay. No, because he's, he's deliberately camp and showman-like. <laughs> Right, do you think that's what and it is? And they're feminine. That's his. That's his hook, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I've done one. And all, and most, most of his jokes are like, oh, bums, or at least they were when he started. Right. So that's why he's a, he's a, deliberately associated himself with that. So people, in fact, he's done he's done Somebody well. Somebody on the Facebook page said, "Oh, uh, I hope you kept your back to the wall." Yeah, no, we, we don't agree with that. <laughs> and I don't know what, And I put why. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say on the record, right? And I've been in Mr. Norton's company a few times now. Yeah. He's not once tried to rape me. <laughs> I'd go as far as to say, I don't even think he would kiss me. I mean, I don't know what his, what his type is. Does he like, like, bears and that? Perhaps no idea. Ask him. The next time you go, wear some little shorts. <laughs> and make sure when you're doing that warm-up. Ridiculous. March, march up and down. Yeah, all right. I will. I will wear Doc Martens as yeah. well. Yeah. I'll stomp up and down and see what happens. But you're probably now thinking, oh, hang on, I didn't know Ray was gay. But <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll tell you now why I'm not, because I've got myself a new girlfriend. Sort of. Sort of. I think I know who this is going to be. Well, do, do you know what's weird about it? What? You'd rung me the week before. Yeah. Before we even knew I was going to be in this lady's company. Yeah. And told me a dream you had. I had a dream where you were going to be brilliant friends. Yeah. Just friends, Just mind. friends, yeah, yeah. Just really odd friends. Yeah. With J-Lo slash Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. I rang you a few later and went, mate, guess who the guest is on Graham Norton next week? Yeah. Jennifer Lopez, you had that dream about me and becoming friends with. You're disappointed if it wasn't, if this, the end of the story was, and I called you and went, mate, guess who the guest is? Dindy Lauper. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I did the warm-up. Everyone was a little bit on tenor hooks. Right. Because um, Jennifer Lopez has, apparently has a reputation as being a bit of a diva. Right. To be honest with you, I knew nothing about her. Really. You, you knew she was from the block. I knew Jennifer on the block. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I did. I, but even that, I yeah. didn't really know what. At any point, did you find yourself being fooled by the rocks that she's got? <laughs> I didn't. I saw her rocks. And they were a lovely, lovely rock shed on her. Yeah. But I didn't get fooled by the rocks <laughs> at, at any point. At no point did the rocks go, oh, look over there. And I turned round and then they'd gone. <laughs> right? At no, point, at no point did the rocks say to me, hey, have a look through this telescope. <laughs> right? And I got the telescope and looked and I went, I can't see nothing. And they went, oh, nothing. And they had a black ring around the eye. I tell you, i tell you one that they try a lot. One of the rocks will try. Yeah. He'll go, um, did you know that the blue whale is a fish? <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, all the rocks did that night, when I saw them, one of the rocks was saying, oh, hello, Ray, how are you? Well, yeah, fine, thank you. I mean, I wasn't filled by the rocks at any point. No. But one of the rocks did say, oh, you've not worked here long, have you not? And I, <laughs> and I went, no, no, so let me second one. And they went, oh, right, I tell you, um, well, you could do me a favour if you want. I went, what's that? And they went, go get me some tartan paint. <laughs> right? And, did and the I, other... I went and had a look. Yeah. I, I couldn't find any tartan. So you did get fooled by the rocks you got? No, they were just asking me to get me some tartan paint. So right. I went and had a look, but I couldn't. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but it doesn't exist. They didn't, they didn't have any. Did the other one go, oh, get me a skyhook? Yeah, I went and had a look for that as well. But yeah. I wasn't I wasn't so fooled you, you know, by the rocks because I went and looked, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, but that's why they fooled you because they no, don't they exist. Didn't. The rocks things. were saying, they were saying, can you go and get us a skyhook and some tartan paint? Yeah, but the... And I was like, well, they're with J-Lo, so I better go and... That I means put... they fooled you, the rocks fooled you. Well, they didn't fool me. The ones, the ones that she's got, they right. fool you. Right, well, J-Lo's rocks 
that she's got didn't fill me. Because right. A, I know that she's still Jenny from the block. Right. And B, because I went to try and get them and couldn't get them. So <laughs> so if they filmed me, I would have got them, wouldn't they? And, they, and they'd have been like, oh, oh, we made you go get something. So, <laughs> but I went, I went and tried to get it. Yeah, and... the tartan paint doesn't exist, so you've been fooled by the rocks. So it doesn't exist. They just didn't have it in that. Was it? They just didn't have it in the shop at the London studios. There's all that happened. <laughs> Was it fairly clear to you when you met her that, that she used to have a little, but now she's got a lot? Do you know what? She had a very little baggage with her. <laughs> just their rocks. She was literally just stood there waiting for it to go on. But anyway, the true bit of this, right, is everyone was a little bit on tenterhooks, okay? I'm worried about On skyhooks. Yeah, you know, on skyhooks about J-Lo being there. Now, I'm not, I think partly because I don't know who she is. Right. I didn't even know she was an actress. I thought she was a singer. She does do that, yeah. Yeah. So part of it was because, like, I'm not asked about it, really. No. So I was just stood next to her backstage. I'd done the warm-up. Graham was on speaking with the audience. I was just leaning over a, a box thing, you know, that they carry speakers and stuff around me. Another member of the crew squeezed past behind me yeah. and banged into my hip. Was it right. Graham? It wasn't Graham. No, Graham was on the stage. Right. And they went, oh, sorry, Ray. And I went, no, no, don't worry. It's just my fucking fat ass." And then there was a moment, because I was stood next to J-Lo. Yeah. And, and I went, oh. <laughs> and just put my head down on my arms. And then I felt a hand on my shoulder and she was laughing. Oh, that's nice. She's proper laughing. And, she, and when she laughs, she puts her hand on you. Whoa. How, how adorable is that? So, that's good. So literally, we just got, I'm a mischief maker. Yeah. Turns out she's a bloody mischief maker as well. Yeah. She was brilliant. Yeah. Let her right laugh. Everyone was scared of her and scared of me by default. There's a bit where a bloke came over and went, when you go, um, Jennifer, if you, you sit on the right of the sofa and Alan and uh, the, other, the other guests and that, they'll sit there and there. And she went, what, I'm sitting on the same sofa as these two? I'm not sitting on the same sofa as the others. Right, the show had started. Yeah. And I just started laughing. Yeah. And she started laughing as well, going, I can't even do these jokes <laughs> everyone takes them seriously when I do these jokes so she, she was fucking with them that's cool yeah she was brilliant anyway awesome. what I want to know mainly what? is in my dream she carried you round in her handbag yeah well that, <laughs> that, happened, that happened later on alright Time for one of the few remaining sections that has been running all the way through. Well, it's not been There's no more Ed's Amazing Burbs. There's no more business section with Fan of the Week. <laughs> but the one that has remained is, of course, Ray does the food, <laughs> says the food, and you think of the food. Yeah. After I say it, I'm Ray. Hello, by the way. Hello, I'm Ed. When I say the food or drink, you think <laughs> I would like some of that, and then you go to supermarket and get or get it out of fridge this week lettuce <laughs> lettuce awful. eat lettuce awful lettuce it's all green lettuce <laughs> don't mix it up with lettuce <laughs> Care- <laughs> careful you don't go to your post box in the morning and eat that that won't help you if you are slimming because ink is fattening everyone knows that have some lettuce it's at the bottom of a prawn cocktail <laughs> Have some lettuce. They put it on your hamburger. <laughs> lettuce. Have a lettuce. Eat an old one like an apple. <laughs> Iceberg lettuce. That is another sort. <laughs> lettuce. The food of choice for the Inuits. No. <laughs> lettuce. Put an old one in your mouth and just suck it till it melts. <laughs> lettuce. Lettuce pray. <laughs> Lettuce! Lettuce, lettuce, lettuce! <laughs> Get two, put them in a bra. <laughs> Go out as a woman and then come home and have a snack. <laughs>
place. It facilitates your sexual fantasies and keeps you full. <laughs> Lettuce, the dirty woman of fruit. and predict the future. Well, I think it's because I've been ill. I've been having quite sort of horrible dreams, like dream, torrid you, dreams. You didn't dream about the um, World Trade Center, did you, before it happened? Do you know, I was, I was a bit younger, so I probably didn't understand what, what it meant. Yeah. And then it and then it was too late by that point. Did you dream about two towers on planes? Yeah, but I thought it was Lord of the Rings. Oh, my God. Because that was out then, wasn't it? Is there a place you dreamt about that predicted the future? Yeah. Oh, what a disaster. This now. You dreamt this has happened? Yeah, and a, a volcano. You dreamt about a volcano? Would yeah. With the soot? Yeah, with all the soot coming out of it. <laughs> People couldn't do the fly a jet on it. How come a bit of ash comes out of a volcano, right? All of a sudden, can't fly in London. Yeah, there's planes going over Yorkshire all the time. They've got all, like, chimbleys there, haven't they? With, from the coal fires. <laughs> I think that? it's different, like, because, you know, when the chim- when the chimbleys do the, do the, um, do the uh, soot, <laughs> yeah. right, um, they're very small little puffs, and... The cloud, the cloud of soot coming out of the big chimbley in um, in uh, in Summerfield was yeah. massive, like the size of um, Britain. And that is, this, this, we should do um, news reporting. Over Whether. It. The fact that there was a big chimbley in Summerfield, <laughs> right? Where all the sun come out of it. Yeah. Yeah, we put it into language where people understand now. You know, we just, we put people's minds at rest. All the little puffs in Yorkshire won't stop a plane flying over it. <laughs> They have. Yeah, that's what we've done today. Yeah. And I tell you what, I used to love having, having my little puffs out me, Chimberley in Yorkshire. <laughs> I was living in, in, in an house that had a, a coal fire in Yorkshire. Yeah. I loved it. But it didn't stop a plane? No, it didn't stop a plane. It had a little coal scuttle outside. It, oh, I used to love it. Yeah, really nice. And a woolly, woolly edge. Well, I've not... colliery, rather. I've not had any more predicting dreams recently, but because mm. I've been ill, I've been having quite sort of vivid dreams. What ones have you had? There was one, I was in bed with a lady, right? <laughs> straight... I li- well, I like this dream now. No, but it, I think it was after everything now, had happened. Let's before you say this, what? that's progress, that, isn't it? <laughs> Do you remember you were having trouble with your masturbating? No, I wasn't. You were walking around the house masturbating. You everywhere. made that. You made that and up. And I'm glad now. I mean, all right, it's just a dream, but I'm glad now that you are now seeing it as not a solo pursuit. Okay. That your onanism has been done got, in the got, du- dualism. Yeah, it's started <laughs> to shame you so much. Right. But you've started looking at a proper, normal relationship. Right, well, do you see how normal it is? Right, well... Who was the lady? I don't know, I never do saw I her, her face. I get worried when I... Because if I sort of know I'm having a dream, yeah. I get worried if I can't see someone's face, because if I turn them over, then it'd just be bones. Yeah. <laughs> or a dwarf yeah. in a red coat, like in um, Schindler's List. <laughs> um, so I was in bed with a lady, right, and I think we'd finished everything. We oh, were, you had been doing... Had you been doing sex? I think that was the general feeling of it. Oh, you like, She was naked, right? Right. <laughs> right. But she had What a... were you wearing? I, did, I never looked. Never checked. It was Wellies in a Southwestern, wasn't it? <laughs> if I had Ed Gamble. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Um, she had a tattoo all on her back, right? That's quite sexy. It was um, the tube map. <laughs> Are you making this up? No, this is true. All right. But it was the tube, like London Underground map <laughs> for our American, <laughs> American listeners. 
Like London, like full was, London Underground. Was she a big lady or not? No, like a very slim lady. How did it fit on there then? Well, I don't know. She had it well, because you could do like a little one. To, it doesn't have to be to scale, does it? And it was. Do you think uh, anyone has got that in real life? I think we should check because, but this was spread out over her back. Oh, can you find if anyone knows anyone's got the tube? <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. But it was in black and white, which made it very difficult to tell what, <laughs> it would be, what, yeah, what it? lines were yeah. what. Yeah. Um, and the dream didn't last very long. I just remember um, pointing at a tube stop and going, that is where I live on you. And then I woke up. <laughs> but because I live, I live quite far out. <laughs> but I have to get a bus. Because <laughs> <laughs> I live quite far out. It was right around on her hip. Hey, that's good, don't it? Yeah. I can see why. I can see why your mind has been working because you've gone. <laughs> oh, let me show you where I live. Oh, just go. Just, just around this corner here, I can see the side of my knocker. <laughs> Right, it's time for a new section, because uh, Ed's Amazing Birds, very sadly, is finished for a bit. I'm quite enjoying this, you know. I know that other than the food section, yeah, like Clean Slate this week, isn't it? I'm yeah. Quite, I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah. Hey, Grace Olivia Simkins asked me if I'd do a shout-out. That, what, do we do them? Not really, no. No. She sent me a message, though. Apparently she's going to move to Cornwall. Right. So she needs something to cheer her up, she said. All right, well, shout-out shout for that. All right. Hello. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Is that how you do it? Yeah, yeah. What is? What do you have to do? I've have we no done idea. it? We've done it by saying her name. Is that you? a shout out? I think that's a shout. I've got out. no idea. She Ooh, said. Right. She said that she um, used to love the Chris Moyle show podcast, but now I love yours. Right, well, I don't know. Right. Well, I will shout at her for that. <laughs> <laughs> Does Chris Moyle do shout outs? Do he? Yeah, he must do shout outs. He's got to do something to fill it, hasn't he? <laughs> Well, big shout out to Grace anyway. Yeah, well done, Grace. I'm going cold while it's all right for you. Yeah, I'm if sure it, I'll be fine. If it's not, just just come home, babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, this is the new section: film pitches. Have you done one of them? I have. Have you? What you've written one? Yeah. Really? I think you know what I thought. Oh, I'd do a silly one, right? Yeah. I think this could be a real film. What's the? We've actually spent today, aren't we, doing genuine treatments for television? Yeah. What um? What's the point of this? What is? What's, well, I think no, what's what the point of the section? The section is we could like you could do one next week, but I'm doing one this week. Oh, we write, I'm, not, I'm not sure I can be bothered. All right, this is fine. Um, we write a film pitch with like casting suggestions and plot and yeah. you know, and I think we should come up with the name of someone like a, a pseudonym and send send off the film pictures to like Universal and stuff. Okay. And see if we get see if we get a film made. Are we allowed to do that? Because we've got. Um, don't we have to do this through our management? Well, our, our manager will be listening to this now. Yeah. If he likes the sound of this, <laughs> yeah, then we, we'll do it through them. Well, uh, well, I like. I think what we should do there. I think it should be called Ed's Film Pitches. So you don't have to do one. This section. I think we should do it like because it's replacing Ed's Amazing Births. All right. Well, we'll call it Ed's Film Pitches. Ed's Film Pitches every week. Ed has to come up with a film pitch. It might not be every week. We'll see if this works. No, it's got to be every week. And, then, right. and, then, I'll, <laughs> and then I'll do that jokey thing where I'll go, "No, Ed, this is a stupid idea." <laughs> And then, yeah, so just it says amazing burst, but we've had a burst in it. All right, then. <laughs> well, let's see if it works first. Right. Because this none of this might this might not even be in. Probably not. This might just be us having a chat. Yeah, I'm not even I'm not even past record, mate. <laughs> right, the film is called. Yeah, we'll start with the title. Uh, Muffin McBride, whore out of water. Right. right. I think you're going to have problems with some of the major film, you know, cinema chains. Right. Well, I'm that. willing to. You know what? I'm willing to change the title. What to? Just Muffin McBride. Or just Muff. This obviously in pictures and stuff. We need to put it in a way that people understand. Are we in this? Um, you are possibly. Oh, nice one. We need to put it in a way that people understand. So I've I've described it as like Crocodile Dundee Two <laughs> meets From Hell meets California Man. 
Man. Right. So I don't, what ones of them have I seen? I've seen From Hell. From Hell, right. And Crocodile Dundee 2 is the one where he's in the city, isn't it? I don't know. And California Man is... Um, I don't know what that is. Brendan Fraser is a caveman who's been frozen and then he gets frozen out in modern times. What's the point of Brendan Fraser? I don't know, but he's not in this. Right, this is... Right, the story of Muffin McBride, a saucy Victorian prostitute... <laughs> Who, while servicing a client, showing her nethers for a farthing, <laughs> trips and lands in a magic puddle, which, which takes her to the year 2010. <laughs> she does not know the social conventions. Right. She looks wrong and does not speak proper for present-day New York. <laughs> she must try and fit into her new job as a high-profile magazine editor, <laughs> which is difficult when she keeps having a wee in the street. Gets drunk in the morning, smokes opium in the office, and keeps trying to get her dirty pillows out for policemen. This is a fucking brilliant idea, mate. But it is not all fun and frolics. She has been followed through the magic puddle by none other than Jack the Ripper, gentleman murderer. He causes carnage in New York, and also many comedy capers, as he accidentally kills many women he believes to be muffin. Including his own great-granddaughter. With only the help of her new boyfriend, Terence, the professional American ball player, her best friend, the homeless bug lady, and her trusty talking dog, Terence, (laughs) Muffin must find a way to send Jack tumbling back to the Victorian London before he can gut any more working girls. (laughs) But Muffin is also pregnant, and all might not be as it seems, brackets, the baby is a wolf made of... Right, I can see what you're doing. (laughs) You know, right, you were doing very well then. Yeah. Is that the end of your pitch? No, there's a few other bits, but that's the end of the plot. But that's an amazing birth, isn't it? Yeah. You're sneaking an amazing birth into this set. I'm not having The baby is a wolf made of crisp. A wolf made of crisp? Yeah. Right, and what's the... It's amazing, that, isn't it? It is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) At at least you're not claiming to have found that. Right. All right, well, so Muffin's got a wolf crisp baby. Yeah, yeah. It is a family comedy uh, slash slapstick prostitute drama. Yeah. Casting suggestions, Muffin, I thought Melinda Messenger. Alright, well, she's not doing nothing now, is she? Yeah. After she fell out with Ian Wright. Yeah. He's a prick, that bloke, isn't he? Uh, Vinnie Jones as Jack the Ripper. <laughs> or Danny Dyer. That'll work perfect. As Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Um, well, he's, he's not shy about cutting, is he? Morgan Freeman as Terence. Which one was Terence? Terence. Well, there's two Terences. Because there's Terence the boyfriend and Terence the dog. Morgan Freeman is Terence the boyfriend. Right. Tim Allen as Bag Lady. I think you should probably change the two Terences to a different name. Um, I think that's a bit confusing. Yeah, I've also heard you already say Tim Allen as a Bag Lady. <laughs> and I'm not sure that... I mean, you, you've got Vinnie Jones playing Jack the Ripper and Tim Allen playing a Bag Lady. Do you know what I mean? I think you yeah. might get stared at at your pitch meetings. Right, and either Brad Pitt or you as the voice of Terence the Dog. I'll do it. Right, all right. I think that'd be pretty good, that film. Why has Terence the Dog got a voice? Because he's talking dog. I missed that bit. Before he can cut any What more happens at the end? Well, we don't know. Maybe we don't know. We've it's, not seen it. Yeah, it's a pitch, but you don't... Do you have to see what happens at the end? Pretty much, you have to say the whole story. Right, well, um, all right, well, she sends Jack back to London. How? Victorian London. A lot of things we write have portals in them, don't yeah. we? Yeah. <laughs> like we're, we're writing a real thing that's got a portal in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is a puddle, mainly. Oh, yeah. Um, well, ours might be by the time the She pushes him in. She pushes him in. She pushes him in a puddle? Yeah. On the off chance it's a portal. Well, no, I'll tell you what she does. What? She stands on the other side of the street. She goes, Jack, Jack, come over here. I want you to kill me, right? He I want you to kill me. Yeah. yeah, he tries to walk across the street. Terence the dog 
drives a New York taxi through a puddle in the curb. It splashes him. It goes all over him, and he, he evaporates back into Victorian London. And then she's basically got to make the decision whether she, whether she stays in modern times or goes into the past, back into the past. Yeah. And what actually happens is that someone has to go in the puddle, uh, and actually the bag lady goes in her stead because she wants to stay with Terence and Terence the dog. Tim Allen, this. Tim Allen, as the bag lady goes, so goes fi- into the past. This film and becomes Queen Victoria. So this film ends with Tim Allen throwing himself in a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. Will this section work? Do you think? Peacock and Gamble podcast was devised and performed by Ray Peacock and Ed Gamble. All music by the Tiger Lilies, except for the last one, which is performed by Frank Sidebottom. The Peacock and Gamble podcast is a ready production hosted by Chortle.co.uk. See you next week. Right, now it's the end bit now after the music. Let's do our regular section now at the end. Yeah, PG tips we do at the end normally, we'll always don't always do PG tips. We normally always do PG tips. But, Famously. Um, can't this week. How come? I wrote, I wrote it down the tip that we were doing. Yeah. Tripped over. Yeah. And dropped the tip into the mouth of the world. That's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it just went in. Actually, instead of the tips, I've got a little story to tell you. Just a quick one. Okay. Um, that I heard about this man. My mum knows him, so it's not like it's not like I've got it off the internet, right? Okay. He works in Fulham, right? He's a doctor. He works in Fulham. Yeah. Came out the Abbey National, right? In Fulham. Okay. Tripped over. Right. Hit his head. Yeah. He woke up in the Brecon Beacons. In Wales. Yeah. What do you mean he woke up there? What did he fall through the ground? He hit his head. He got knocked out. Oh, he had no, no memory of it. No memory of how he got there or why he was there. Uh, somebody got uh, he got there himself. Yeah, well, they, that's what they think. That's, he, that is terrifying. I've yeah, heard that happen before. That you can just hit your head and and then just wet, like come round somewhere. Yeah. Do you know what? I tell you, to Wales. I've got to tell you though, if that was me, yeah. First thing I'd do, what? and down the back of my trousers. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd want to know.